Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, everybody, listen up. Every night I become this. But you only like this at night. It only happens when the sun goes down. You're on every night mesmerized, fascinated by the details. That's where I come in, isn't it? Bring on the night! Jay Talking, Bradley J, WBZ News Radio 1030. BZ, you're Jay Talking live midnight to five. We have the triumphant return of Kim Napoli, who is from Netta. That's right. New England Treatment Access. Is that what it stands for? That is. Okay. And you're the director of diversity, but I guess primarily you're the mar- a marketing specialist. Correct. Thanks Both. for coming in again. Thanks for having me again. You were here the first time before adult use recreational cannabis was available. And on the day you were scheduled to come in, your first store opened out in Western Mass, I That's believe. That's right, yeah. So you were very busy. Very. So we, we put it off till today, and here you are. And I guess a good place to start is how has the landscape changed since, well, the last time you were here and since that first day? Uh, since the last time I was here, we have we went from zero stores and speculating as to when they would open to now eight retail stores in Massachusetts. Netta was one of the first two to open. We actually made, I want to say, the first sale at 8, 8 o'clock a.m. and 11 seconds to Mayor Narkowitz, the mayor of Northampton. Um, and since then, you know, more more shops have opened up. He's and a fast shopper. He shopped in 11 seconds. <laughs> yes, it's right. <laughs> <laughs> the man knew what he wanted, what can I say? Absolutely. Um, he bought a chocolate bar. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so it's been a, it's been a, a great couple of months, uh, nine weeks exactly, and the state has seen booming sales, and people seem to be pretty psyched about it. So you were involved with the medical That's right. treatment and you also were on the ground floor for the recreational. How does that work out? I, f- I figured that I'd always thought that there was a lot of expense involved in getting licensed up for medical mm-hmm. and that it would be kind of a bummer to have recreational come along so quickly because of your investment in medical, there would be the competition that maybe they would throw you a bone and say, okay, we'll let you get in on the ground floor for the recreational too. Did it work that way or was it just that you already had it system going uh in certain respects yes uh the the law that legalized adult use cannabis allowed for priority for two specific groups one is existing rmds that's registered marijuana dispensaries like netta um if you had a license if you were up and operating by a certain date then you could go ahead and apply for adult use sales and also another group a very special group economic empowerment applicants those are people that were harmed by the war on drugs they were also given the same priority too to apply. And in what way harmed by the war on drugs? Um, the disproportionate impact caused by prohibition. So high rates of arrest, high rates of incarceration. Uh, so communities or individuals? Individuals. And it's, so it's a, it's a set of six criteria that if you meet three out of the six, then you can qualify. So for, you were harmed by the war on drugs. Maybe you were a user and arrested. You would have sure. a leg up to get. That's in, right. Really? That's right. As a sort of payback. Yeah, <laughs> sort of as a way to 
empower economically these individuals who had been disproportionately impacted. Now, you're on the board. I didn't realize that initially. Were you on the board right away? The advisory board uh, was, we were assembled for the first time in the late summer, early fall of 2017. Wow. And was it the advisory board that came up with these six criteria for? No, that was actually, uh, so Shalene Title is a commissioner. She is appointed to represent social justice interests and to really support the equity mandates that are part of the law. Um, and I want to say that this was originally her brainchild, but certainly there was input from other commissioners just as to exactly what the criterion would be. That's very cool. Um, what were some surprises as the the recreational shops opened up things you hadn't anticipated um well fortunately you know we've had we've had legalization in other states colorado uh washington you know there's a number of states that have done this before us particularly nevada you know we saw them legalize and we saw them immediately run out of cannabis so we had a lot of kind of you know things to look at things to be aware of and on the lookout before things opened up here so not too many surprises i i guess i'd say you know uh the number, seeing the, what the actual quantity and the demand is, is is the most shocking. Can you talk about the difference between the rules and the stores for the medical and the recreational? Uh, sure. So uh, in terms of, you know, for, for us, we opened up, as you mentioned, as a medical marijuana dispensary initially. And uh, it's very important to us to make sure that our patients continue to get access the same way they had, that they could keep getting the product that they've come to know and the service that they've come to expect from us. Uh, so some of the differences between medical and adult use are there's no tax for patients, which is, I think, essential to being able to get and afford the cannabis uh, that they need for their various ailments. Um, there's also no waiting in line for patients, at least at NEDA. So at NEDA, you have both recreational and medical in the same building. Same. Right. We're co-located. Same displays. Yep. People's People's... Medical people and recreation people standing in line together. We actually have uh, checkouts that are dedicated just for patients, mm -hmm. and that's part of the not waiting in line piece. Uh -huh. They can choose to go into the adult use only line, and they can also purchase as adults. You don't have to purchase as a patient if you're a patient. You have an option. Um, but adults can only go into the adult use line. Did, it must have gotten exponentially more crowded when the <laughs> recreational people came in. The, the I would say the outside did. The outside of NETA did. We'd, we had some lines. Uh, the first day of the line, God, I made a video. It snaked you know, down past the front of the building, down the street, down the other street, back around the front of the building, and then down towards the back of the building. And people were there for you know three, four hours <laughs> the first day and for a couple of weeks onward. But you know, as we streamlined our processes, we got people in and out. We have this uh, a web app called Reserve Ahead. Uh, if you go online, it's netacare.org slash reserve ahead. You can actually place your order, whether you're a patient or an adult, um, and you can have it waiting for you. So then you only wait in line 15, 20 minutes tops on a busy day. So you don't have to have a medical card anymore, but there are advantages. A little bit of a hassle, a little bit of a, an expense upfront, but there are advantages. Can there's, you talk about the hassle, the, yeah. the expense, and the advantages? The upfront cost generally you know, runs anywhere from 150 to $200. Um, you would have to go see a doctor who will prescribe you with a card or recommend a card, that is. 
And uh, once you get that card, if you come into NETA, we have a um, new patient offer, which is meant to offset the cost of becoming a patient. So if you spend $200, we'll give you $200 in vouchers to spend with us on your next visit. Okay. Now, I bet you there's people that don't want to introduce cannabis into the mix with their primary care physician. They have a relationship, long-standing relationship. They don't want to go in there and say, hey, doc, how do you feel about marijuana? Because it would just be, you know, it's almost like t- talking to your mother about sex. Sure, sure. Do you recommend finding a, a, a doctor that's specifically writing or, or setting you up to get a card? And where would you find these? So, yeah, there's, there's a whole class of doctors we're very grateful to have in Massachusetts, in this country, actually, uh, that cater specifically to that, knowing that, you know, there's a lot of people who can't just ask their primary care physicians. Maybe, you know, it's a family doctor. They don't want their whole family to know that they're seeking out this right. kind of treatment. Uh, there's uh, businesses like Canacare Docs or Medwell. These are they have offices around the state. Canacare Docs and Medwell. Right. Okay. And you can go in and you can talk to a doctor and see about having a recommendation for a medical medical marijuana card written for you. All right, and uh, that's good for a year. It's good for a year. They can write it for. I want to say the minimum is six months, but the maximum is a year. And so they can write that recommendation, and the state will give you the card based on what the doctor's recommendation is. Now, there's certain other, I don't know, less obvious advantages to the card. Say you're a parent, and you are a user of cannabis. Maybe it's a message to your children that this isn't just for. You know, you go ahead and talk about that. How, when you, if you're a parent and you have children and you're using cannabis, how having a card might be a good thing. Having a card, you know, it, it offers a sense, a sort of legitimacy to using cannabis. I think right. um, this is not mommy just people. having fun, right? Uh, but I also think that you know, it's it's a conversation that needs to be had. You know, we need to talk to our kids and we need to talk to our friends and our family about the substances we're using, even Tylenol. You know, I mean, that's not by no by no means is that a safe substance, but you need to talk about how you use medicine, what is medicine, and you know, healthful living in general. So right. education is key here. Just as a side note, Tylenol and alcohol don't mix. No. And one of the <laughs> Not at all. number one causes of liver failure and liver disease is mixing Tylenol and, uh, I'm sorry, not Tylenol. Acetaminophen. Uh, yes, which is not Tylenol, not aspirin, but. Well, it is Tylenol. Oh, all right, Tylenol. Yeah. I, I'm, I was mixing it up with Advil. Tylenol. Do not mix alcohol with Tylenol. Ad, well, Advil's been, I guess ibuprofen's been proven to cause heart attacks too. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. So, whereas cannabis is non-lethal, right? I mean, we've had- exactly, No one's ever died, right? Exactly zero deaths from cannabis zero deaths. thus far. So, um, you know, we're talking about a substance that is safer. That doesn't mean it's safe. That doesn't mean that a conversation about uh, education, the proper use and responsible use is is not out of order. It certainly is. And- if you're a parent and you have cannabis in the house, you absolutely should be talking to your kids about responsible use. We were having a conversation off the air that was based around how you had to have so much money initially to get involved that only rich people, super rich, could get involved in the industry. And that's unfortunate because that's the model. That's the way it's always been. Mm-hmm. And since adult use, uh, that's you've made efforts to change that. Can you talk about the numbers initially, how much you had to have and, and how it's different now? So initially, in order to open up a registered marijuana dispensary in Massachusetts, you had to have at least $250,000 liquid in the bank 
plus a $30,000 non-refundable application fee just to apply. Any idea how many of those application fees were denied? How many people lost their 30 grand? Uh, <laughs> was it like six or Well, I can 50? tell you more than that. I mean, there was a, a lot of applications. So when medical first was, uh, when people were first allowed to apply for medical licenses, there was about 100 people who were applying or entities who were applying. There was only a 35, there was a 35 number cap on the amount of dispensaries that could open. So everyone over 35, that, that they were out, right? Like there wasn't going to be enough licenses for those people. Mm -hmm. So there's a good number of people that lost $30,000 wow. or more. And it was 30000 or the $250,000 that you have to have in the bank is per location. So you want to open mm -hmm. up multiple locations that you're looking at, you know, a million, a, a, a good amount of money. So all normal people were excluded. Right. Unless you had 30 grand that you could afford to just have Lose. go away. Right. You were... You couldn't do this. Right. So the now adult use different. the adult use law saw that the you know that was a real problem and did not allow for equity. Didn't allow for people to just regular people to get involved. And uh, adult use is also something that's less spe less specific than medical. Right. You're serving a much larger population. You can have a cultivation facility. You can have a processing facility. You could have transportation license. There's varied types of business that you could get involved in. So um, it should be easier for more people to get involved. So the commission greatly reduced the cost of admittance and licensing fees, application fees have been greatly reduced uh, by, you know, tens, literally tens of thousands of dollars. We're looking at 1200 1600 versus that $30,000 fee. How many licenses do you think will get issued at the top end down the road? Where, uh, where will it cap out? Is there no cap? There's no cap. So, you know, it could it's, be on it's, every a, corner. it's a compliance based uh, application. If you meet the criteria for licensure, then you can get a license. So the, really, even right? It's now, not a points-based system. They're not looking at you and, and weighing you against somebody else. They're saying, "Did you meet the standards that we set forth?" And what are some of the standards? Is one of them how many? If there's already one in that neighborhood? So that depends on the town or the city. So Boston does have something like that, where you know, once there's a, a mile and a half buffer zone between each dispensary that opens. So as soon as one opens in an area, that blocks out that mile and a half zone from anyone else opening. So the more that open, the less will be able to open. Is that, right? so there's not too much competition or is that just for fear of too many I think that's, cannabis spots? I think that's for fear of too many cannabis spots. Which is strange because when I do a lot of walking and the other day I was shocked and I realized, I, I just saw so many bars. Yeah. This new bar, this new bar, every few feet, how, yet how many some, Starbucks are there? I yet mean. <laughs> for some reason, there's a big concern about a mile and a half buffer between right. cannabis stores. Right. That'll change. And I'm that's guess, part of the hysteria. That's part of the reefer madness. And that's a holdover from, from yesteryear. And I think we'll see that change. Unfortunately, those things can change, right? That's, that's not something that's going to be, hopefully it's not going to be around forever. And we have a lot of activists and grassroots people trying to get together and make the momentum to change that. And we've seen some towns like Cambridge allowing for, if you're an equity applicant, you can get inside the buffer zones. So you don't need to adhere to that, that oh. stringent buffer zone between marijuana establishments. So, and I think it's a great way to ensure equity, right? Like give these people a priority, allow them to get within that and open up. Open-ended question, who's buying the uh, recreational cannabis? Adults 21 years of age and older. <laughs> but but I mean, everyone. In your anecdotal uh, observation, who's coming in? Is it everyone. a particular, you know, does it tend to be men who are 25, 54, or is it including 
octogenarians coming it, in with their walkers. It's it's everyone. I mean, as as far as patients, we serve patients that are kids. We have patients that are octogenarians. Um, How about and, the recreation? And the the same for rec. It's a we, very very wide range of people. I mean, it really is. is you got that uh, an ID that's government issue and says you're 21 years of age and older. Then um, you know, it's it's part of it is I think is the novelty that right now is the first time you can buy cannabis. So even if you might not necessarily have been wanting to or have been smoking it, that I can go in and at least see what this is like. Yeah. Um, it's but, kind of yeah. a fun, well, I went to one in Seattle and it was a fun atmosphere. It reminded mm -hmm. me of a pet store <laughs> with a lot of those vacuum sealed packs of pre-rolled mm -hmm. things. What's the feel of, at least, you know, the, the Netta shops? Is it more uh, dignified kind of... Uh, it certainly is like dignified. Barney's New York. I think the thing we get vibe. most, the thing we, that I hear most people say when they come into Netta for the first time is it's just like the Apple Store. It's like the Apple oh, Store. Oh, okay, weed, okay, good. Know? And I've heard that about other so dispensaries kind of also. Minimalist, clean lines, you know, crisp, sharp, um, well lit, and and part of that, you know, that's by design. We wanted our patients who were coming in to have an easy time navigating our facility and seeing what's available to them. Were you concerned about? People being overwhelmed by too much choice. Was that part of the simplicity decision? Um, yes. Yes and no. I mean, we have our menus available online. Yes. You know, and, and we've been recently, as recent as last year, allowed to post prices online. Oh. We have that Reserve Ahead app as well. So people are really able to go through and see, you know, what can I get? If you're a patient, you come into Netta, we can, we'll open up, you know, the, the containers of cannabis and let you smell it, let you see it. So you know what you're getting. Adult use doesn't get that benefit. They don't what get about, to see it. Is there any, you know, at the Apple store, that used to be training. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you go in there and all these things you don't really understand. And there'd be a lot of people to show you <clears throat> how they work. Is it like that at Netta? Is there education? Absolutely. Education is, right. I mean, is one of the most important, if not the most important tenants. Somebody comes in and just want to get some because they can. They don't have any clue. Never done it before. They have someone that will explain everything. Our wonderful PSAs are educated, I mean, so, so heavily in this. And, you know, and they love to do it, too. You know, if you want to ask me about cannabis. I mean, that's why I'm here. Right. We love talking about it. It's it's my job to educate people. And it's the job of the PSAs at Netta to educate. What's so, PSA stand for? Patient Service Associate. Oh, I could have yeah. guessed that. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't, though. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have? For, what's what's popular? What's the trend? Edibles. People love edibles. How come? Um, I, you know, because it's a different experience. It really is. I mean, why, obviously, flower, flower is obviously important. People are always going to love flower. It's always going to be the biggest celebrity. People really like their edibles. Um, I think it's the, the variety, the discreet. Yeah, I mean, the way in which you can ingest it. I think things like capsules. You know, those are becoming more and more popular because it's it is so discreet. It's very easy to take, um, and you can microdose with them a little bit easier than you can perhaps with edibles. Um, you don't have to eat a whole brownie, right? You could take just one small capsule. The trouble with brownies is the brownies taste so good. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You want to eat the whole don't thing. Don't get them when you're hungry. <laughs> Six one seven two five four ten thirty. If you'd like to talk to us, don't be intimidated. Any, I know that you have questions. This is one topic that you ha must have questions. Sure, give us a call. And there's no, there really is no dumb questions. So. Yeah, a lot of people want to know about CBD. That's, CBD, that's like, right? Know, the favorite and maybe you know uh i tell you what i'm gonna i'm gonna do something special here because this is 
important, I will let you call in. I'll give you a bonus call this week for this topic only, for the next half hour, if you act now. Like, I know that Doug from AIR is really going to want to know about CD, CBD products because mm -hmm. he's into that. So we'll start with Hempist. Sure. I used to, I, there was one on Newbridge Street, right? Still is. Okay. I walked by a million times. I didn't really <laughs> go, I, maybe I went in once or twice. I don't know why. So since I don't know much about it, can you t tell me about Hempist? Sure. The Hempist was founded in 1995 um, under the, the conviction or with the conviction that bringing hemp and cannabis back to the marketplace was ultimately going to save the planet. Um, you know, it's hemp has, has been around for thousands of years. Uh, the sales Christopher Columbus used to get here were made out of hemp. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hemp. Money, as far as we know, is printed on hemp. Um, this country was founded on hemp. So we, you know, millions of uses for the plant. And now I think people really understand the benefits because of CBD. And at the Hempus, you know, we've been selling it in the store for years since God, 2014 or so, 2013, 2014. And nobody cared. And no, well, people cared. We were selling a lot of it and uh, we couldn't sell it online because of the federal government's stance on cannabis. Mm. And, uh, you know, pr credit card processors would just shut down, shut you down if you tried to start selling it. So we've now just as of yesterday launched our site, HempusCBD.com, where you can buy CBD online. So it's the same inventory we have in store, but you can get it online and have it delivered to your home. Oh, all right. And I've noticed in stores, some stores, that they'll rip you off. There's a great deal of interest on, in CBD. There's very little knowledge, and it's easy to rip people off. It is. I've seen, well, there's one brand that I'm familiar with, which you can, you can get a 20-milligram capsule, a buck a piece. Mm -hmm. And I went to a store selling some... CBD products where it came out to seven bucks for the same milligrams. Mm -hmm. Wicked ripoff. Mm -hmm. So, well, what can you tell us to keep us from getting ripped off? So, there's some differences in, in the CBD that's available on the market, right? There's uh, CBD isolate, and then there's going to be full spectrum CBD. And I'm going to recommend that if folks are interested in trying CBD, they look for a CBD that is coming from a full spectrum. Plant, meaning that it is from the whole plant. It's not uh, made through a process of concentrating just and isolating the CBD element out of the plant. Uh, it's it's the difference between taking an, a vitamin, like vitamin C, versus eating an orange. Your okay. body's going to metabolize the whole orange as opposed to just taking you know, okay, the vitamin. Okay, the full spectrum's got a whole bunch of stuff in there. Right, that allows CBD, your body to process. CBD and other cannabinoids, but you care about, they don't, bother with getting the other cannabinoids out as long as there's a, a minimum of THC. Yeah. Below essentially. Like 0.03. Exactly. Whatever. 0.3%, right. Right. See, I'm, I I know something. A little bit. <laughs> and now this is where I ask are, the, are are some CBDs made out of like just hemp, not the flower? 
or some CBD, and, and are others made, can you take the flower and make CBD out of it? And is it better to do that? I, I envision it two ways. You take this whole plant, stalks and everything, grind it up, make CBD out of that, and that's one level of quality. Whereas another one, you just take the, uh, the buds and stuff mm-hmm. where the goodness is and make it out of that, and is that better? So now this is, this is a little bit out of my depth, but I will say, so CBD is coming from the hemp plant. Hemp and cannabis are the same thing, right? It's they're, they're cousins, right? There's cannabis sativa L and there's cannabis sativa, and there's not a huge- So on a hemp plant, you have cannabis. There's little flowers, right? Little it's flowers. just not the same type of flowers. Like okay. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't grow a hemp plant for its flowers, and you wouldn't grow a, a right. cannabis plant for hemp. Because so it just doesn't thing, make any sense. It's just that it's one one variety happens to have not very big flowers, and you use that one to make rope with. Right. And the one with the big old flowers is the one you use to get THC. And when you're making the rope, out of. using the stock of the plant. Okay. Right? So, what do you make the CBD out of? Which one? The oil that comes out of it. But out of both of those, or you wouldn't you wouldn't you could use both. Um, which which you, one was best? For CBD, I mean, they, everyone says they make it out of the hemp plant. That's the one with the little that's flowers, right? It's 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 gonna be hemp, but yeah. I mean, it really depends on. I think if you're trying to cultivate flower for flower, you're not gonna be wasting your time pressing it for hemp. Okay, right? I mean, for, for CBD. CBD, right? So it's you're just not gonna get it made out of a cannabis plant because they're gonna be using that for the flower and other stuff. Well, it's, it's the, a waste. An essential distinction to make here is that if you have a plant that's, that's high in THC, it's going to be low in CBD. Oh. So you want to have it be high in so CBD. So they make it out of the hemp plant right, with a little flower. because it has a lot of CBD in and it. And you want full spectrum, grind up the whole thing. Right. Don't isolate. Okay. Good to know. Well, I'm curious about the qualities of the difference in quality between uh, brands of CBD. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this is something that is not regulated outside of state regulations, right? That that may states may or may not have regulations surrounding CBD. In Massachusetts, the Cannabis Control Commission regulates the sale of cannabis, and that includes uh, it has THC of 0.3 percent or higher. Then that's considered cannabis that's regulated by the commission. If not, you can get a license to to grow hemp in Massachusetts, and that's through the Department of Agricultural Resources. So it's a whole different set of regulations that pertain to it and licensing structure. Uh, so you know, I think if we see other m- movement on the federal level and maybe the FDA gets involved, then we'll see m- more uniform regulations with labeling, packaging, dosing, all that stuff. But we don't have that now. So now it's the Wild for. West. You just have exactly. to go online. There's a good site. Well, I go to Leafly, I guess. Leafly's good. Okay. You can do research, and there are many – top 10 lists of CBD companies, but of course you don't know the source of that name. You don't know if it's unbiased. They may pay to be on that list. Right. I don't so, know. I mean, I, this is why, where I think the hemp is shines, you know, we, yeah. we've been dealing in hemp for 26 you years know what's, <laughs> for you, a long time. You know, it's good CBD. Right. And, and we sold a lot of it. We've talked to a lot of people about it and we have a lot of anecdotal evidence and personal experience also. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I think Leafly essentially is, you know, the word of mouth online and uh, they've distilled that and put it into a, a, a digital format. So you really want to be able to go and talk to someone who has experience with it and with a wide range of products so they can say, hey, this is this is what you should be looking for. Um, you know, try this. Are you ever in that. the store? Because you'd be good to talk to. These days, not too much, but uh, people can email me at hempist at gmail.com if they have questions. Hempist, H-E-M-P. 
E-S-T, right. at gmail.com. Or, but honestly, anybody you, you, you uh, catch in the sore is going to be gonna able to help be you. They're going to be highly trained. Talk to Mitch, talk to John, talk to Ned. Okay. help you out. Is there, a, what brands do you sell? I guess that's a way of recommending. You're not going to sell something you don't recommend. My favorite right now is uh, the Healing Rose. And they are actually a local company. They're based out of Andover, which is where I'm from. And um, they make a great, a huge range of, of awesome products. They have bath bombs that are CBD. They've got lip balm that's got CBD in it. They've got does the body CBD scrub. get into your system through your skin? Um, yeah, absolutely. Does it really? Yeah, yeah. The one of my favorite products, the first product I purchased at Netta as a patient was the our Allay cream, and that's a topical. Um, it's either you can get just CBD, you can get CBD and THC, or just THC, and you know it's it's through your skin, no psychoactive effect, but excellent pain relief. Okay, Doug and Mike will get to you, but I. Have one thing I have to do before we continue to talk about CBD. Should have talk, spoken right up front about what it does, yeah. what it is before the break. What is it? We've we've said everything about it except what it is what and what is it does. CBD. Yeah. CBD is cannabidiol. It is a uh, one of the components of the cannabis plant, like THC, tetrahydrocannabinol. It is known for its uh, its pain relieving qualities, its uh, anti seizure properties. And uh, it does not have the same psychoactive effects that THC has. So you get a lot of the benefit of THC without the, the high. I think people really like it for that. It also has uh, really, really strong, in my experience, sleep benefits. So, you know, if you're looking for a way to naturally fall asleep and wake, out without, wake up without being groggy, then CBD might be something to check out. For, an, for a newcomer, what's a, a reasonable dose? I'm a small dose, just to give folks an idea. Maybe that's, a, that's a tough question, but you know, at Netto, we always say glow, go slow and low. Yeah. So you well, I guess you could go by the strength of one capsule. You're not going to have a dose less than one capsule. So. I think microdosing is is a really awesome, um, you know, thing that's come up in the last couple of years, and that's where you take, you know, one or two milligrams, see how it feels, you know, wait two hours, see how it feels, and then take some more, and it really allows you to find a dose that's right for you, as opposed to just you know, pulling out a bong and ripping away. You can so you're talking go in one or two milligrams CBD or anything, anything, anything cannabis. I mean, even even with CBD, because you might not know. You know, I've seen CBD that is not labeled. It says the bottle has this many milligrams on it, but it doesn't say what it is per drop. Yeah. So in those cases, you really want to know. You know, you're not overdoing it, and that way you can actually find what the effective dosage is for you. So and other, low and slow. Everyone's system. What do you call the? endocannabinoid system Correct. is different That's you right. don't know how it's going to react with you so right. start low low and slow is the way to go absolutely all right we only have a short time we're going to take some calls with kim napoli director of diversity and marketing specialist at netta a cannabis outlet for both medical and recreational did i say that all correctly that's right good we have mike and Nadick. hi mike Hey, Bradley. Uh, good late evening to you. Um, I wanted to ask, I have two questions. Uh, can you tell me what a, uh, a safe dose of edibles is to a, just a regular person? And also, can you elaborate a little more on the CBD oil as far as using that for pain? And, and what I heard Bradley talk about a capsule, and I hear you talk about an oil. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me like what the best would be uh, for pain? Sure. And does it really, really work for like severe pain? That's a good question. Does it really, really work? 
So uh, the the first the first question you asked is is about dosing, and that's an easy one to answer. So you know, at Neta we say go low and slow, and I think that's, that's smart. You want to start off with as small as dose as possible, which would be one to two milligrams. It's called micro dosing. Um, people take anywhere from two to five and and see how it is over the next two hours. And if they're feeling something, then they don't need to take any more. Or if they aren't, then they can take more. But two hours is a good time to wait with edibles to see how it really kicks in because edibles do take a little bit longer to get into your system. Um, oh, wow. Two hours. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, in the, if it's your first time doing this or you haven't taken it in a while, you know, you, you want to make sure that you're really giving your body the time to really feel what it is. And certainly don't attempt to drive, you know, <laughs> after you've eaten an edible. Yeah. We want to be we want to be making sure that we're responsible and um, you know that you're you're in a safe place when you're doing this. So, uh, and the second question regarding uh, CBD. So Bradley did mention there's capsules, and you know that could be um, either a gel cap or one of the the what's the other kind kind you know the kind that fuse together. Um, there's also oils. There's also uh, lotions, and there's uh, transdermal patches. There's a whole variety of ways in which you can absorb or consume wow. CBD. So that and that the way in which you absorb it, the way in which you use it is going to have an effect on the relief you experience. Is there a okay. particular but does it really work? I mean, like if you're taking pain medicine, um like I have been to for a few years, mm -hmm. like is there any chance of coming off of that from CBD oil? The evidence like, is, does that oil really work? The evidence is anecdotally, the evidence suggests yes, that people are using it to come off of opioids and off of other pain medications. I can tell you from my personal experience, I would sit at a desk for eight hours straight when I was working in a law firm and I, I started using um, a heating pad and I had aspirin patches and you know, then we started selling CBD at the Hempist and I got a transdermal CBD patch, put it on the bottom of my foot and I never looked back. That was it. I didn't take a leave anymore, didn't use the hot packs, <laughs> didn't take towel. I mean, all of those things were gone. You know, my experience is my own and I can't say that the same will be for you, but you know, where cannabis is non-lethal and it's legal in this state, it's something that you can consider trying um, at least to add to your regimen of pain management. Right, no, I agree. I agree. Thank you for that information. Sure. You got it, Mike. Now we have Doug in the truck. Doug in the truck is sold on CBD. He loves it. That's good. Doug, what's going on? Did you have hey, give a testimonial to Mike about how well it works and say hello to it's, Kim? Uh, Kim, how you doing? Good. It, nice to be on. Um, I'm glad you came on. Everything you're saying is absolutely true. I, I can confirm everything you said from uh, the whole thing about the Tylenol. Like we, we don't even use that stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. Um. I was talking to Brad before about, you know, moving over to the isolate and I have kind of messed around with the isolate mm -hmm. and my pain is actually coming back. So I'm, I'm in the process of evolving back to the uh, full spectrum. Get the full spectrum. I use the Charlotte's, Charlotte's web. Mm -hmm. um, and you're right about, you have to really be careful because the, the more we get into the, to this industry, the more crap that's going to be produced out there. Right. Um, another thing too is, is, when they start mass producing it, you have to watch out for plants that are, you know, that aren't organic. Like sure. a lot of companies use organic stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And uh, I use I use the Elixinol and the Charlotte's Web. Mm -hmm. But but we started getting worried about the uh, the drug testing 
we were a little concerned. So like, let's go to the, let's try the isolate. The isolate mm-hmm. does not work for me. I mean, I, it, the pain is coming back. Doug's a truck so driver. I'm, and of course he's got this fancy license that he would lose if he test positive sure, for cannabis. Sure. So this is, I've read a lot about this and whether or not you can test positive for THC yeah. by taking uh, CBD. And I mean, it depends, depends on, the, on the, the how exacting the place that you get it from is about getting the THC out right. and the testing right. and all. It is possible if you take enough of it, and this is what I read, if you take enough of the CBD and it happens to be a container batch that wasn't carefully prepared it's possible you it would is. test positive sure i mean there there can be thc in it and and uh you know it's the metabolites they're testing for so if your system you know either retains that thc or it builds up enough i mean it's possible that if you took if you took uh cbd with thc in it that you could also test positive and you right. likely wouldn't get that with the isolate but you know there's a threshold level they're testing for so really it's it's going to depend on where who is doing the testing and you know how far, how extensive that test is. And Doug, I think right. you, you're a truck, you're a trucker. You've been a trucker long enough. I think you ought to get out of that business anyway. Lifting up those heavy hoses, you're going to get a hernia. Yeah, do you, no, Doug, do you have Bradley. a do you have a medical card, a medical marijuana um, card? No, but it's, I, I was telling Bradley, I said, you know, I'm not going back to the pain. If they can't have some other way of testing, I'll find a, I'll find another job before this industry will find another. Driver, I can Kim, tell you that. Kim wants to talk to you about a medical card. I'm just going to, oh, so so in, in 2017, uh, the the Mass Supreme Judicial Court came down with a ruling on a case uh, with, where an employee had been fired for using medical marijuana, though she had a medical card. And ultimately, uh-huh. the decision allowed for people who do have medical cards in Massachusetts to have more protections with their jobs. So you can't uh-huh. just outright be fired without going through this interactive process. Now, in, in safety-sensitive positions like yours where you're driving a truck, there may be more limitations, but having a car does give you additional benefits um, as far uh-huh. as you know, just that protection. It's a little bit of insurance to have the card. So yeah, I should probably uh, look know, into that. For your peace of mind, yeah, check out Medwell. You can Google Medwell. Medwell. Or Canacare okay. Docs, and they, they can help you, give you more information about how to get a card. And if you do get a card, come on into NETA, and we've got some really great great options for uh, for patients and a special bonus. We can give you $200 in vouchers to use if you come in and see us. So. Doug, do the card and tell us how it goes, okay? <laughs> yeah. Canacare Docs or, or Medwell. Uh, thanks, buddy. And now it's Larry in Michigan. Have a short time, Larry. What's up? Hi, Brad. How are hey. you doing? Say hi to Kim. Hey, I uh... I have and Kim. I have the same problem as uh, Doug. Uh, I work in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. I have um, arthritis in my thumbs, and a friend of mine, he has a medical marijuana card, and he swears by CBDs. Yeah. Well, I asked him. I said, "Okay, why don't you get me something, and I'll try it." Mm-hmm. but I don't want it to show up on a drug test. Mm-hmm. So he got me a CBD, and I tried it, and it didn't work. It, it did uh, not work? I mean, not at all. Okay. Um, he said, he talked to the guy that sold it to him. He said, it's not going to show up. Don't worry about it. And he said, we have higher levels. He said, I can't guarantee it, mm-hmm. but... This level will not show up on a drug test. Mm-hmm. Well, 
I tried it and it did not work. And now I'm at the point, do I want to go higher to cure my arthritis or do I sit there and say no and jeopardize the fact that, you know, I'm in a quadrum. Do I... That's a tough thing. Oh, you know, this, that's where I'm at. This your 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 conundrum, your issue here is is exactly why I got into the cannabis industry and the way that I'm in it. I really wanted to uh, help people access medicine when they need it. You know, and and it's this is what prohibition does. It puts people in situations like yours. We have to go now. I wish we had a little more time for to help you out because you I can feel your your you know your pain and and the position you're in. Kim Napoli from Netta, thank you so very much, and you come by anytime because you can you can tell there's a lot of yeah, lot of interest. Yeah, I'll come back. Thanks a lot. That was another Jay Talking podcast. If you loved what you heard, like and review the show. It helps others find us. Subscribe to Jay Talking wherever you listen to podcasts and never miss an episode. Follow me on Twitter for show updates, and as always, you can catch the show live every weeknight starting Sunday midnight to five on WBZ Boston's News Radio. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.